0: Hi there. I'm jumping in before this episode with something special for you if you're a personal injury paralegal or you're a new graduate looking for a way to land your first paralegal position at a personal injury firm. I want to invite you to join me in the personal injury paralegal Bootcamp. It's the only online course of its kind that will help you succeed as a personal injury paralegal because it's going to take you through everything you need to know from that very first client intake call all the way to the demand letter and settlement of the claim. Look, it's not uncommon to hear from personal injury paralegals who are juggling 70 to 80 or more active claim files. I've talked to some who are working on more than 100 active files at any given time, and that can feel overwhelming and stressful because you're wondering every day, what's slipping through the cracks today? Today's the day you can change that. And I've got a special discount just for you as a podcast listener. When you use the code SPRINGPODCAST23 at checkout, you're going to save $50. That's springpodcast R I N pringpodcast S-P-R-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-2-3. Write it down. Well, not if you're driving or running on the treadmill right now. I'll put it in the show notes for you. Go to personalinjuryparalegalcourse.com to learn more about the course. And while you're there, read some of the course reviews from other paralegals who have taken it. One of them that came in recently from Amber said, I feel so much more confident in my abilities in understanding how to effectively manage a case from intake to settlement. This course has been a game changer for me. Thank you, Amber. That's what I want for you. If you're a personal injury paralegal, this could be a game changer for you too. Don't forget to use the code SPRINGPODCAST23 at Checo. But here's the thing, as the code suggests, it's the spring of 2023, so that discount code will expire soon depending on when you're listening to this episode. Again, the course is at personalinjuryparalegalcourse.com. Or you can just Google Personal Injury Paralegal Bootcamp and it'll be right there at the top of Google search results. All right, let's get started. Hi there, you're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now. To fast track your paralegal career, I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left Big Law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Boot Camp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. Well, Heidi, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here on the Paralegals on Fire podcast show.
1: Thank you so much, Anne. I'm really excited to be here. This is an amazing opportunity. So thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. So as you know, I'm doing a monthly series this year, finding paralegals to talk to who truly enjoy being a paralegal. And it's in hopes that I'm going to inspire others who maybe aren't quite feeling that yet maybe inspire them, motivate them to stick with it for just a little while longer. And when I first talked to you, I knew you had to be one of those interviews because you talked about how fulfilling and rewarding your work is. So tell me a little bit of your background and what it is that you enjoy most about being a paralegal.
1: So I've been a paralegal for over 25 years now. So I've worked in various areas of law over the years, uh, including regulatory and environmental. I've done some insurance defense. I've done criminal defense work. And then most recently in civil litigation, labor and employment matters. And I I find more specifically to the labor and employment end of things with the uh, WCB and disability files that I was working on, working directly with the clients has been so fulfilling for me just meeting with them and getting to hear their stories and letting them explain everything that's that's happened to them and why they're coming to me for help and being able to help them through that process and get them the benefits that they so rightly deserve it's it's just amazingly rewarding i love being able to tell them that we've had a successful outcome, and here's how the next steps are going to play out for you. And then just just being on call with them, if they need me going forward. It's I I, all I can say is that it is just incredibly rewarding to see the smiles on their faces and the happiness that my help has brought to them.
0: Well, and before we hit the record button, I learned that you recently had a switch in January. So, what's interesting for the listeners, I talked with Heidi back towards the end of the year as I was setting up these interviews and just kind of pre screening people to see, you know, what it was they enjoyed about their paralegal careers and who I would want to have on the show. And she was a labor and employment paralegal working at a law firm, and she's in Canada. And I just learned that Heidi, due to some of the regulations that are going to be forthcoming in Canada, has started her own. She's gone out on her own. So tell me a little bit about how that happens and what that looks like in Alberta to be an independent paralegal.
1: So currently in Alberta, paralegals are not regulated at all, which has been a really interesting situation to deal with being involved with the Provincial Paralegal Association But for me specifically, one of the things I have been working on is regulation of the profession. So we have a lot of independently practicing paralegals in Alberta. It just not necessarily all of them are equally skilled and uh, educated. So what has been going on with regulation is the association has been working with the government and other legal stakeholders and the bar itself to see if we can make this happen so that paralegals are overseen by a regulatory college and we're far enough into that process now that the association has started bringing in independently practicing paralegals into the membership, which has allowed us to start opening up the doors a little bit more saying okay. This listing of paralegals, we endorse them. And I had the opportunity to break out on my own starting the beginning of 2023 with things sitting where they are. So I launched my uh, own independent paralegal practice, HMS Paralegal Services. And I'm doing largely the same kind of work that I did when I was working in the law firm uh, I'm just doing it on my own and I do have a circle of lawyers on hand that if a matter is outside of the scope or if it starts getting into an area where a lawyer needs to be involved, then my clients will get referred over to one of those lawyers to carry it forward or I can continue to work alongside that lawyer so that the matter is uh, it continues on seamlessly. So it's exciting times. It's it's a big change. Um, I of course, went from having a paycheck every two weeks to now I'm responsible for those paychecks, but I love it. It's, it's still absolutely just as rewarding, if not more. And I really am looking forward to embracing all of the challenges to come being my own boss now.
0: Well, and we're going to have to schedule a time to maybe touch base again and have you back on the show like a year from now, you know, where you can talk about some of the first year lessons learned when you go out on your own. I think the listeners would be really interested in that. Absolutely. I would love that. So let's talk about when you were at the law firm, since that was so recently, you were in labor and employment, but you've been in a bunch of different areas. How does labor and employment differ from the other areas? Did you find that you enjoyed the other areas and you just moved on to labor and employment of the job opportunity or did you know you wanted to go into that area?
1: I really enjoyed criminal defense. Criminal defense work is very, very emotionally taxing. I will say that Uh, specifically here in Alberta, there is a really high burnout rate for legal support professionals working in criminal law, just due to the nature of the work. So that was why I moved on from criminal defense. And from there, I actually went on to working in-house for a fairly large uh, pipeline company and their regulatory departments so i was seconded out to the land environment and right-of-way group for uh, a major pipeline project that was in progress at that time and it was it was really interesting to see all the different aspects that go into that particular area of law, but it wasn't really my my thing. So after several years working in that pipeline company, I went back into private practice at a law firm, into insurance defense, and that was my delving into the litigation side of things. And I, I don't know if it's my personality traits or what it is. I really enjoy the litigation work, the finding the little holes in the matter and using that as a basis to form part of our position. It's uh, Litigation is just very definitely where it is for me. So the opportunity to go work at the labor and employment law firm came up um, it really was completely happenstance and I figured I would apply for the role and I ended up accepting that role um, or being offered that role. And that's where I stayed for almost eight years until uh, the beginning of this year when I started my practice. And it really, the WCB and the disability component of things, that came along when I was promoted into my paralegal role. And that is really That is the work that I absolutely have sunk my teeth into and I really enjoy doing. Um, I I can't really specifically say about that area of law or, again, if it's the litigation side of things or if it's the benefit of helping the clients directly. But that is the area of law that I absolutely adore being in.
0: Do you have any advice for paralegals out there who might be listening and they might not enjoy what they're doing, or they think they don't enjoy being a paralegal, and maybe it's just that they're in an area of law that they don't enjoy? I think one of the first
1: things that I would suggest doing is determine if it is really the job you don't enjoy or if it is the area of law. Keep in mind, there are many, many different areas of law out there. And while you may not enjoy the specific area of law you're working in right now, maybe give another type of law a shot. That might be something that resonates a little bit more with you. Certain areas of law are always going to be more interesting for people than others. And just remember, you, you don't have to always focus on one area you, you can Branch out there and move around a little bit. Find out what works for you. Find out where you're comfortable. And after doing that, if you're still really not enjoying the work, then it might be more that you want to look at. There might be a career change in your future. But I I would strongly suspect that it is merely the area of law that you're working in.
0: Okay, so... What would you think are two to three traits that you have that you think has benefited your paralegal career the most?
1: I'm adaptable. I uh, I can change gears fairly quickly on the job, even task to task, um, just even job to job. I can adapt really quickly or file to file that I've always been really, really capable of shifting gears very quickly. Building your your professional integrity, I think that is a trait that is also incredibly important for you. And approachability—that that's another one. Willingness to have people come to you with, "Hey, I've got this last-minute job. Are you are you able to help me out?" Uh, if you. Seem unapproachable. That isn't necessarily going to happen for you. It could kind of play against you in the long run. Those those would be, I think, the three most important.
0: I love that. And in fact, listeners, if you're multitasking, come back here. That first thing that Heidi said is interesting. I was on the phone with a director of paralegal services for a big firm. And talking recently about a hire that she made, and it was someone who had never worked in that practice area, had only been a paralegal for a couple of years in a different practice area in a different size firm. And she said what came out during the interview was that she seemed to have an ability to pivot. And that on the job, it was, in fact, played out like this paralegal is one of their good paralegals in this practice area that she's never worked in before because of an ability to pivot, like what you said, adaptable. So I like that. All right, everybody, adaptable, professional integrity and approachability. So if you were starting your paralegal career all over today, I think during our initial call, you had said you've been in the the industry about 26 years. That, yeah. Yeah. So, if you were starting over and had almost three decades of knowing what you know now, what would you do differently, if anything?
1: Yeah, I love this question, and <laughs> I I routinely get questions from people of, oh, when you were first starting out, and I think to myself, gosh, that was that was almost thirty years ago. What was that like? <laughs> it's uh, it, it's really. I find it hard to think back that far and imagine what it was like but I think one of the things knowing what I know now is recognize that these these entities that you work for and I'm going to use the word entity because they are the way they kind of flit about and run here there and everywhere because they are very very busy uh, and, and by entities I mean the lawyers or the attorneys that we that we work for yes, they are incredibly educated. They are incredibly smart people. At the end of the day, recognize that they are human, just like we are, and they have bad days. And how you handle those bad days will really dictate how your career goes for you. Just remember that in the thick of it, in the heat of it, there's a brief due in 90 minutes. And he, that lawyer is still finishing writing the brief and there's all this formatting. You have to put everything together for filing. Just remember that who they are in that moment is not who they are as a person. Don't let that define them. Just like when you're having a bad day, something has gone wrong for you and you might say something to somebody or act towards somebody in a way that you wouldn't normally don't let that define you. Don't let that define your boss at all. They are, they're very much people. They are, I have found over the years of my career, they're always happy to embrace some kind of relationship with, with their legal professional, their support professional staff member, allow them to see you and they'll allow them to see, or they'll allow you to see them.
0: Good. Well, and so when we had talked before I hit the record button, we were talking about how you have also had the ability, which I thought was great to know your worth. What does that look like for you? Or what would that look like for someone else? How do they know their worth? Or how do they show that they know their worth?
1: So when when I talk about knowing your worth, I, I kind of talk about what our currency as paralegals is. And I've always felt very strongly that as a paralegal, my professional integrity is my currency. As long as people see me as someone who has a high level of integrity, they know that my word is is my, my currency. My word means everything in the world. So when I say that our integrity is our currency, It's imperative that you establish your integrity very early on in your career, build on that integrity year over year over year, and trust that people are going to see that integrity and they're going to know your value and they're going to know your worth as a result of that professional integrity.
0: I like that. I'm definitely going to put that in the show notes for people. Well, so one thing that I haven't touched on yet But I want to briefly, before we bring this to a close, is that you're currently the president of the Alberta Association of Professional Paralegals, so congratulations on that. And we had a blog writer, uh, we did have guest blog writers for the Paralegal Bootcamps blog, and she did an article a while back, and she talked about the benefits of getting involved in her local paralegal association. How do you think your career has benefited from your involvement in your paralegal association?
1: I have been given the networking opportunities to meet people of all Levels and and stages in their career, and get to know them, pick their brains. I've had the the privilege of having several mentors over the course of my career because I've belonged to this paralegal association. Um, professional development is is another thing uh, that I've been able to take advantage of, and all of those things I, I really strongly feel have helped to make me into the paralegal that I am today.
0: Oh, good. And so what's your term when for your presidency?
1: I am actually on my third term. <laughs> yeah, I I have been president of the AAPP since 2017. I actually was just reelected again in October of 2022. So my next term is uh, up in 2024 and hopefully we're we're crossing our fingers hopefully by 2024 we're going to be uh just about through the gates of, of regulation. And uh, then we will see what the landscape looks like at that point. Yes,
0: yes, yeah. so and we'll definitely want to talk about regulation some more next time too. That's a pretty hot topic here in the United States. Well, so one of the other things that I learned is that you also, for a local paralegal certificate program, you help design the curriculum for it, which I think is interesting because I hear of, schools that will occasionally hire a paralegal to teach one of their programs, which I think is great. I think that it's so much better to get that different perspective than an attorney, how they would teach it or a judge. But I think it's even more amazing that the school actually pulled you in as a real life paralegal to help develop the curriculum. So what kind of things or benefits do you think you've added by doing that?
1: So we were approached by two post-secondary institutions in uh, late 2021 after having discussions with them about introducing paralegal studies programs here in Alberta, because there there are very, very few, if any, paralegal studies programs like what you would see in in the US or in other uh, locations. Um, So this one particular post-secondary education came to us and said that we want to develop this post-diploma program for paralegals to continue their education and and achieve that higher level of education. If we were to do that, how would that program look to you? So the AAPP has an education committee. So I took this question back to the education committee and said, what would this program look like to us as paralegals what would we like to see in this program so we came up it's eight courses right now within the program and it's professional ethics contract law torts law legal writing legal interviewing there is a practicum and i'm trying to think of the last two courses off the top of my head i apologize that i can't come with I'll come up with them right away So what we did immediately is break down out of the eight courses, which courses can paralegals teach? And we came up with the four courses that we felt paralegals could teach. And that was the professional ethics, legal research, legal writing, and legal interviewing. As a paralegal, those four things are are fundamentals in, in our career. The ethics comes into play on a minute by minute basis, of course, and then research, drafting and interviewing as a paralegal, those are three tasks that you will be quite involved in. So what we did is we looked at a bunch of other programs in North America to see the makeup of those particular courses, and then we started developing the program here for Alberta with Alberta-specific legislation and case law, et cetera. And that's kind of how those courses all got built and came to be. And I had the benefit of education, my program that I graduated from in 2015, which is actually a, a program offered in British Columbia. So I had the benefit of bringing that knowledge into the equation as well into the development of those four courses,
0: That sounds like interesting work and rewarding. Gosh, those paralegals, the students that go through that are going to have the benefit of your paralegal association having input into the program.
1: Absolutely. And that was, we we have a partner relationship with this specific post-secondary institution where... They promote membership in our association, we promote their program, and we also were very vocal about the fact that the association had a direct hand in the development and creation of the program. So it's it's fantastic. We were really excited to see it roll out in January of this year, and uh, from what I'm being told, it's it's going quite well so far. So here's hoping that uh, enrollment continues to increase year over year.
0: Oh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, so one parting question for the paralegals out there who might be working at a place that they're not enjoying, or maybe even, let's say, working for a boss they don't enjoy, right? Um, Times are stressful. Do you have any parting advice on how you've handled stressful situations before that you could pass along to them?
1: I think the most important thing to do is initially take a breath and come at it when calmer minds have prevailed. Typically, these are emotionally heightened situations, and you don't want to come at it with what what I call your lizard brain. Your your limbic system and your brain has kicked in, and so I call that your lizard brain. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't want to come at it in an emotion heightened emotional state. So take a beat take five, go go grab a coffee, go for a walk around the block if you can do that, and and then come back to it and see once the calmer minds have prevailed, is this something that the storm has passed and you can just keep moving on? If not, then there, there are diplomatic ways that you can have conversations with the lawyer and try to work it out. If you don't think it's going to be a something that you can work out, Talk to a recruiter. See if what else is out there. Check your job postings. You're not required to stay where you are for time immemorial. You can you can make some moves in your uh, in your career, and and I would encourage you to do so. It it really kind of helps with that adaptability side and helps you grow as both a person and a paralegal. Oh,
0: Great advice. Yeah, I do believe that it does help you. You have to pivot. You have to. Um, every attorney has different. Little idiosyncrasies and things that they like, and every firm is different, every team within a firm is different. So yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'm gonna finish this episode reminding everybody what Heidi said. The adaptability is important, task to task, your quote, ability to pivot two professional integrity and three, approachability. All right, Heidi, thank you so much for taking your time today and I really enjoyed having you. I can't wait to get this out to our listeners.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure to meet you.
0: All right. Have a great day.
1: Thank you. You too. All
0: right. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.